so so wait a minute we might be heading into a recession oh my 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 that's actually really good news let's talk about it welcome to cheers to your prosperity a show where i spill the tea (laughs) i mean coffee on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. Here's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hi everyone, my name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi or Chi Chi. And I'm the host of Cheers to Your Prosperity. So welcome or welcome back. Just a brief introduction for those who are joining me for the first time. I'm an accountant and I have been for about 19 years. And that is relevant to today's discussion about a recession. I'm also a financial coach. So sometimes you have to pair the strategy with a bit of mindset and emotion to create a a better result, to create a better approach. And so I 100% believe we all have a right to prosper. I'm having this podcast. Uh, this discussion to talk about all the ways in which we can keep more of our hard-earned money without sacrificing the things that we love. With uh, COVID restrictions so far at a low as of this recording, lower than it has been in the past two years, more and more people are traveling and are getting out and about. And to have money, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your social time. We're starved for that, right? And uh, So we actually need to have money so we could socialize more or socialize more so you can have money. Folks, both works the same. But when we talk about a recession, I know you you all have heard of the R word, at least as of this recording, which is July 14th. Yeah, July 14th, possible recession coming. It makes you think, "Mm, I got to sacrifice some of the things that I love in order to have money because a recession is coming. Sounds like winter is coming. So I want to let you all know that a different way to see this and actually a a realistic way to see this is a recession is a time for immense, immense opportunity. And in this podcast, I'm actually going to talk to you about all the innovation that has happened during economic downturns. So before you start to become afraid, which is a normal human reaction and what's taught to us. I would love to share how this is actually a place of opportunity and how quite a few of you have already taken advantage. And so if you're not now aware of what to look out for, right, you make better decisions, you get prepared, and you take advantage with, with intention on a conscious level, mindfully. So yeah, this discussion is honestly about recession-proofing your business. You recession-proof your business to climb up to opportunity. But we're not doing this fear-mongering stuff here. 
So just to continue, I think it's, it's probably more appropriate to, to just get a little bit of background. Like what is a recession? And I kind of already said it, but in short, it's when the economy shrinks. I said economic downturn before, but it's when the economy shrinks. And that's not always a bad time. Because when something contracts a little bit, I think you've heard of slow down to speed up. That's what we're getting ready to do. And we haven't been that scarce, y'all. We've had a lot of recessions. Just think about it. Since the Great Depression, there's been several and many more recessions since. And our economy has grown exponentially since. I have a wonderful cell phone in my hand, right? That's the result of a downturn. Now, get clearer on that soon. So it's not a problem. Okay, economy shrinks. So we can expand again. And so we're beginning to see signs of a recession. That's why people are starting to talk about it, because there's signs and evidence of that recession. And if we're to be honest, the past two years have been tons of evidence of recession. So one such evidence that you all have already started to experience, if you have a car, have you seen the price of gas or perhaps you've heard of it? And I'm just talking about this time again, I'm gonna repeat it's July 14th, 2022, as of this recording, you might be listening to this episode afterwards, after the recession, if it comes, have come and gone, or we're in another time. So, but let's just say this is what where we are right now. So we've seen that the cost of fuel is a bit higher than what we've been used to. Dare I say on a worldwide level, it's a 40-year high. And that's evidence of a possible recession coming. Um, it's funny because I one of the things that have come out of a recession is this wonderful thing called Wi-Fi, <laughs> World Wide Web. And because of that, I'm able to talk to people outside of my time zone. One such person that I recently spoke to, there's quite a few actually, from Scotland, and um, he's from Edinburgh, sent me a photo of his fuel price, how much he paid to fill up his midsize car. And he was like, I swear, I don't drive a bus. I, I really do drive a midsize car. And I laugh because sometimes one could think that what's going on in their location is only relevant to them because that was how I felt. I actually sent him a photo of my receipt and to show that, oh, I'm right with you. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so from Chicago to, to Edinburgh, um, both experiencing high gas prices. I could shoot it down to uh, um, London and then even in Oweri, Nigeria. And where else did another person speak to it from me? Somewhere. It's failing to, I'm failing. Of course, California is a given. It's always high there. <laughs> but we're in parts, right? We're experiencing high gas prices. So that's one of many. Speaking of high fuel prices, right? Fuel, gas. Notice the cost of food has been rising for, for a little bit. So the cost of food, um, cost of housing, supply chain, you know, supplies, the, they're, they're rising. So the, these rising costs could, could indicate a possible, like we're heading in a direction. But sometimes they're the result of a shortage. How does the great resignation sound to all of you? right? You're probably participating in that right now. 
So I'm saying innovation is already happening. Great resignation. And um, sadly, though, for these companies, the labors, there's the labor shortage. Of course, the pandemic didn't really help things. It encouraged this uh, great resignation and labor shortage in labor, labor because we had to stay at home. And people started to think about their priorities, right? But when there's a shortage in labor, that can increase the cost of things, like because there's no one to now match the supply, our need. So hence food, gas, like other things that we need go up because the supply isn't there. Speaking of labor shortage, companies are increasing, the labor costs are rising for them because companies want to retain, at least that's the ideal, retain their stellar employees. I wish some of you companies would understand it'll take a little bit more than money, but actually a healthy working environment. I'm just someone that has been in corporate for, had been past tense for 13 years before I was like, gosh, that sucked. (laughs) But um, yeah, companies are, are paying more to either acquire labor or retain labor. And typically that's not always, that's not always sustainable. So they pass the costs to us consumers and otherwise. But yeah, these increase in prices, right? It signifies a possible recession. And the thing is when the cost of things rise, this is why, what's going on, the shrinking. What, do, what happens to us consumers? We slow down in buying. Look, we got boundaries. After a while, it's like, do I really need this thing? And so once the buying, that's what starts the shrinking because if, if people aren't buying as much, it causes the uh, economic slowdown and it could lead to a recession. I'm sure, um, actually, for those of you that have credit cards, many of you do, check out your interest rates. You might've noticed that in the past few years, it's gone, it's, it's just ugly. I look at money for a living. So I see y'all's credit card and I look at the interest rates and I'm like, my goodness, for what you pay, but then like half of that's for interest. So you're not really paying this card down. You might want to take a look at that. Those of you that have variable interest, maybe from an auto loan as well, or a line of credit, uh, some other kind of loan, take a look at that. It's possible that interest rates could go higher. Of course, I'm not your advisor, but I'm just saying, take a look at that. And in general, I'm saying this because speaking of recession, interest rates going up to kind of slow down spending. That's how we naturally react. So this is just a a short Bloomberg TV, I guess, (laughs) if you watch, of, of just the evidence that many of us have started to experience. I'm actually going to continue on. Something I've noticed for quite a few of you, the cost of your courses, your training programs have gone up. So you are participating in this price price increase. Maybe some of you are thinking, well, you know, demand had been high because we got that spending that came from before, right? Uh, During the the 2020, where people were, there was an influx of people taking courses and programs to really take command and control and get ready. So like there's a cycle going on here. And so you increase your, your fees. That's normal. That's normal. But I will say this. If you've started to experience um, people slowing down and buying, don't panic. 
don't panic. It's, you know, you're kind of in a normal, normal cycle. And I'm going to ask you to just get ready if that happens. Or now that you know, or have some insight, rather some insight as to what's going on, you can just make, take a better course of action. So my advice in general, for those of you, small businesses and entrepreneurs, if you're not paying attention to the markets, do it from time to time. Um, I know that there's, it's trendy to avoid TV and don't Netflix and chill and drink your green juice instead and, and get up at 5 a.m. Those are all suggestions for a healthy living. But I have actually started to watch TV just because it, it, it helps me keep my ear on the ground with what's going on out there and what could actually be impacting and influencing people so I can know how to best serve. I can, I can see what's going on in there. Oh, yeah. So you don't need to know stocks, mutual funds, the ticker tape. Um, you don't have to know all of that, but just to have a general awareness of what's going on in the economy and perhaps why and maybe who's kind of lighting a flame, it, it will be helpful. Just, just my two cents on that. So now with some awareness, let me give now to go back to why I say it's or forward as to why I say it's, it's a op- place of opportunity for a recession. Oh man, if I start to mention all the things that have come out of an economic downturn, I hope some of you will be like, oh, oh, this is great. So I'll start with some of the bigger things. We'll go, let's go down in history, memory lane. I, I saw this graphic from a person. His name is Paul Martinelli. I'll link the discussion. He talked about uh, recession and recession proofing, and he put together a very nice graphic. Um, I hope he didn't take it down, actually, because <laughs> sometimes people leave things up temporarily. But his list was much better than mine, so I'm going to use his. So thank you, Paul. I want to just, let's take it back to the Depression, right? The worldwide depression took place from 1929 to 1933. So we're talking about a recession, right? The recession, depression, right? The kind of things that come out of a downturn, the innovation, the shrinking brought about air conditioning. I mentioned that we're in the middle of July. This recording is taking place July 14th, 2022. Where I live, it's summer. It's hot. I am grateful for that air conditioning because um, we've had some over 100 degrees or Fahrenheit. So it's about high 30s or 40 degrees uh, Celsius. So hot, 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 hot. Those of you who are into movies, I have yet to check out Thor Love and Thunder, but I am grateful that the Technicolor movies uh, came about in 1932. And also the air conditioning, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but it it came about in 1932. So during the depression, actually the tail end. Now, wars can also result in an economic downturn as well. So, um, but from that, more innovation. There's quite a few here. Where can I begin? Mm, let's do the Spanish Civil War. That's 1935. So also in 1935, some innovation, the U.S. social security system was created. BBC TV service began in 1936. So we had a bit of a depression, Spanish Civil War. And from that time period, social security and BBC TV. Let's get a little uh, more towards the present day. 
a little bit more present, the Korean War. War typically signifies a bit of an economic shrink. I should also say this, the, the war in Ukraine, so that's also contributing to why there's a possible recession, right? Just, just in general, fighting helps people lose confidence. So the Korean War, speaking of war, took place, it happened from 1950 to 1953. But in that time period, I mentioned credit cards and interest rate, right? Well, credit cards were first made available in 1950. I mentioned watching TV. Well, color TV was made available in 1951. And I think this is huge. It's not, it's, it's more of an event. Elizabeth II of Windsor, Queen Elizabeth, took the throne in 1952. So look at that innovation, a bit of a depression and beauty came out of it. I'm gonna give you a, a few more. Watergate, how many of you remember that or have heard of it at least? That took place in 1973. And speaking of another war, the Vietnam War ends in 1973 as well. You saw me hold up my cell phone. Well, the world's first cell phone came out in 1973. Microsoft was founded in 1975. Apple, I was holding an Apple iPhone, was founded in 1977. So we had two events, 1973, Watergate and Vietnam War ending that can cause the economy to shrink, low confidence. But from that, cell phone, Microsoft, Apple. And then just because I gave it a nod before, the Berlin Wall fell in 1989, shrink of the economy. The World Wide Web became available in 1989, expansion. Are we seeing a pattern here? Let me give you something that's a bit more current. Who remembers the mortgage-backed security crisis of 2008 that led to that recession. Did they call it the Great Recession? Yes, the financial crisis. Fun fact, I actually worked at AIG when I was bailed out. So that was, uh, I have some stories, um, complete with bomb threats and everything. <laughs> Love New York, it was fun. Well, Great Recession of 2008, Airbnb. I know you all have heard of that one came about in 2008. So I'm sure some of you are like, okay, this is cool. Big things coming about. What about for those of us who are smaller? I got you. I just wanted to make it clear though, like, look, you've got some huge, huge opportunity that came out during an economic downturn or during some low confidence time. So I'm just letting you know, a recession is not a bad thing. If you you got to take advantage of it though. So from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, small business owner to small business owner, I'm going to go back to the Great Depression and talk about a guy. Perhaps you've heard of Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders. Uh, he didn't serve in any war or military. He was actually an honorary colonel in Kentucky, twice, and he actually began or in in the Depression era. But Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC didn't really become a thing until the 70s. So he had a lot of wins along the way, but he committed to that fried chicken. 
and the way of, of cooking that fried chicken. And he had big wins, fell on his face, big wins, fell on his face, lived in his car with his wife in his late sixties or even seventies. I thought I saw age of year, age year, seven years old. I would have hung it up by then, I think, <laughs> but he committed. And then next thing you know, he has a, a, his restaurants were the first, one of the first few to become an international chain. But he got his start in the depression and he had a lot of wins before and before he became a big name. I, I state that because I wanted to share two things. I wanted to share what happens when you commit to the process. I also, because good things take time. And I know we look at the big Kentucky Fried Chicken slash Colonel Sanders as a household name, but I want to make it clear this man uh, experienced wealth to varying degrees before the big wealth. He experienced it before and in between, but he got started during a, a huge economic downturn. So just letting you know what's possible. Now I'm going to relate it to you all, because what I've observed is that in 2020, we had a, an economic shrink, COVID-19. And there are quite a few of you that became seven-figure business owners. You all were ready. And that's what I'm getting to. So what happened is there was a huge increase in demand. You were available to, to feed that demand. There you were. Remember the panic buying, the, the rush of the toilet paper and when the liquor stores were considered to be essential items? Yeah, your courses and coaching and programs were part of that. You were part of that e-learning and you were ready. And maybe some of you were trudging along, seeing, seeing little results and then boom, a huge, huge, what, what online likes to call quantum leap happens because you were ready. So I'm relating it to a lot of you in terms of that success. And let me not overlook the success I already mentioned, the great resignation. That's sign of innovation. So we're all naturally participating in this. Again, I just want to bring awareness to something that is to be a beautiful thing. And why I say beautiful? Because this is how we typically react to a, a recession with loads of fear. In fact, this is the kind of emails that I, that I get in terms of recession proofing. Recession proofing is trendy. So why not play upon the fears? L listen to this. Let's face it. The economy doesn't look good. When you read something like that, you're like, oh my God. Oh, winter's coming, right? It, it, it feeds into your already existing fears. So the way we typically res respond with the word recession is with fear. And then we are going to just hunker down and wait it out. We start to react to the slowdown without planning, without preparation, just waiting it out and cussing out our government and, and blaming our bad luck. And I'm telling you, that's not the way to react to a recession. The way to react to a recession is to get ready. And some of you are already doing that. So I want to share some ways for you to get ready so that you can experience your own possible quantum leap or at least have a steady incline of business. And then, and then who knows? 
But instead of sitting back and being reactive and responding with fear, and, it, and I'm going to actually correct the fear part because I think fear is healthy. You know, honestly, in 2020, we didn't have any clue what we were dealing with. So admittedly, I too waited it out somewhat. Like I said, I'll focus on my business, but there were things that I could have just taken care of anyway. I think I was just waiting. I'm like, the world is closed. So I don't, I don't have to keep up with my dog's vaccination. That's an example. My passport was about to expire and I was like, well, I'm not traveling anywhere. So I didn't go through the process of renewing my passport when it was easier for me to renew. Now that I want to travel internationally, your girl's got to wait 12 to 16 weeks to get her passport versus before in the past. I, all I had to do was rush it. And two weeks later, I got my passport. So things like that. Yeah. So on to what to do. So think of it as the four seasons. You have winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I'm sure you've already guessed, since I've brought it up a couple times already, winter is the recession. We go through recession-type things every year. In the way that, for starters, winter is typically cold, and for at least my hemisphere. And in general, when it's cold, people are not out and about they're actually inside, staying warm, conserving energy. It's a different type of life, relaxing and rejuvenating, essentially. And if you look at nature, the squirrels, uh, the bears, they're hibernating. But in the fall, the evidence of that quote-unquote recession to recede, they were gathering nuts, they were gathering food, getting ready to hibernate. So I'm saying we do this naturally in that we go out, we're out and about when the weather is warm. And then when the weather starts to cool down, for starters, there's always a feast day, right? We all have different, we have a, typically a surplus of some kind of food. And then comes the winter where we're recovering because of holiday spending and taxes, which it's causing us to actually sit back and reflect, plus New Year's resolutions. And we started all over again. So we already kind of know what to do. Let me give you more tips on what else to do. For starters, I'm going to ask you to revisit your New Year's resolutions if you haven't revisited them lately. And if you didn't make resolutions or, or goal set, that's fine. Um, I would say now is the time to do that. See, with this recession, you're going to have a, a lot of fear-mongering messages if you haven't seen or heard or been told them already. So what we want to do is find a way to put that at bay because that's just distracting and it doesn't help. Granted, we want to protect ourselves a different way. And you do that by being clear on what it is that you need and you want. So I'm a list person. I like to write things down you might have a different approach. But I would like to say, what the one thing I'll suggest is list all the things that you want and need. And give yourself time to do this, maybe about 30 minutes to an hour of just being quiet, right? Slowing down and, and just dream. 
if you have your resolutions or your goals, take a look at that now. Because what this is going to do is set the tone. You're, it's, you're starting to do some spring cleaning, realignment. That's what a recession is for. You're realigning, you're reconnecting to your intentions, your purpose. And that's why a recession is great. It's time to do that because it's causing you to slow down, less distractions. So that's where you take advantage. So begin by getting clear on your needs and your and wants. Even if it hasn't all come to you yet, get as clear as you can. Now, the next thing to do, go ahead and take a look at your bank accounts. I mentioned that this recording isn't taking place in the month of July. So the most recently completed month was June. Start by looking at June. And we're business owners, so look at your business accounts first. It's probably a little easier. And for each transaction, whether it's income or an expense, get clear on what the purpose, understanding what each item is for. And I'd say follow that with why did you spend or why did you earn? And this is just to get connected to the ins and the outs of your, of your money. If you're not sure what something is, that's room for improvement because you should know what's going on with your money. And you could do this in your personal finances as well, your personal bank accounts. I actually advise that you do. And so when I say bank accounts, I also include your credit cards. Probably use that more than your checking or savings. Take a look at those loans and lines of credit. In fact, get all your debt together. You want to get a handle on the debt because your debt is actually there to serve you. So gather everything together and you keep an eye on it instead of it keeping an eye on you. So whether it's, it's a spreadsheet, you know, put all those things together and just see, see what you're working with. And what we're doing here is gathering information because with the information, that's where you take action. So that's, that's next. And this is something I, I take my clients through anyway. Now, continuing on, your bookkeeping, my business owners, we're in the middle of July, or when you record this, you're probably not at the beginning of the year. What happens is we have the intention to stay on top of our tracking our finances, and then it drops off. As it seems like we are being encouraged to slow down, um, take advantage of the time, catch up on your bookkeeping. It's not so much that, hey, you should clean, do your bookkeeping just like a parent is telling you to clean your room. This is more about the information. The bookkeeping is the bookkeeping, but you want the information that comes from it. I'm going to take this a step further, y'all. Those of you that are using spreadsheets, I'm going to encourage you to get off of that. You want to do yourself a favor and document all your transactions by using software so that you can have an accurate tax calculation, also accurate information so that you can use. Again, you're using your numbers. That's what you're doing. With all of this, this is also, it's very important to be pretty clear or have an, a good idea, an accurate idea of how much you spend and how much you earn every month. This is more about preparation. 
And as I mentioned, like the listing of the things that you want, once you get clear, it's, it's, I hope you start to see as you go through these exercises, you start going through your accounts, you can start to see if whether or not the things that you're buying or the way you're earning, if it's taking you towards the things that you want or away. So you're doing some investigative work, some spring cleaning, because you'll probably clean out the things that you don't really need, cancel things. Perhaps it's on an operational level and you decide like, hey, you know, the person, the way I'm doing things is inefficient or perhaps the person I've hired or the people I'm working with, it's not working out. They're not producing in in the way that I need. And this is all actually really important. All this you can get from, from like managing your money. You get information because you all take action. You're earning money, right? But then there's the skill of having money. And part of that skill is reviewing the numbers. And in this review, you see how efficient you are. You see what's going on. You're making sure your resources are being used wisely. And with the economy contracting a little bit, as it is now, and possibly more in the future, you want to use your resources wisely. Now, let's just say everything I I mentioned is, is a little overwhelming. You know what? It's worth investing in the right areas of your business, the things that will move you forward. In this regard, handling your finances, I would actually invest in a professional. I would and invest in someone that's going to help you have money, right? And, and actually that's a lot of them, but maybe teach you a different way to have money. Someone that's more about profit and, and more about overflow versus just not. Actually, everybody's useful to you, but you're a business owner. As business owners, for example, we need strategy when it comes to our money. Strategy supports a healthy mindset. Strategy helps make things easy. So did you know that, let me give you an example of, of a strategy or a routine, or we can call it a habit. I'm sure many of us have worked for someone before and you receive your paycheck at very specific times during the month. It's not because that's the way it should go. That's a strategy. You're, the company is actually managing their cash flow. So they know about how much this be paid. Let's say you're paid twice a month. The first half of the month, they know how much the company knows how much is to be paid and therefore how much to earn. And then the second half of the month, they know how much to pay and also how much to earn. So it smooths out cash flow. That's a cash flow strategy. You can also tell your vendors, like shift around your due dates as long as you pay your vendors, right? But if you shift around the due dates, that's a form of a strategy too. So work with someone that can help you best control your cash and get clear on when you should pay things. Maybe, maybe you don't realize that you shouldn't be paying things on a certain day, given, given how you operate and given how you work and just your overall like habits and lifestyle. I mentioned the credit card debt. I think this might be the third time in the some of you need to get a handle on the credit card debt. It's very easy to, to now get up to your eyeballs in credit card debt. I am not saying don't have a credit card. I, again, those are tools, right? But 
you want the tool to be available to you. And if you're always hanging around the limit and you can barely pay it down, that's not a tool to you. It's a liability. So work with someone. That's why you would invest in someone to help you reduce that debt consistently so you actually have that form of credit to serve you. Opportunity has probably already been coming by where you're like, ah, if I had more money on my credit card, I would have, I would have pursued that. Or if I had more, if I, if my line of credit, if I had a line of credit, I would have pursued that. So work with someone to, so you could stop saying, ah, if I had more money and actually had money, that's why you would work with someone and work with someone to help you cut the right expenses, make sure your bookkeeping is current and actually help you have the information to make good decisions. So that's why you should hire a professional. I think I mentioned, I mentioned mindset, but passively. During this time, it'll be wise, another thing to work on your mindset. So creating a list to keep your focus and keep the fear at bay is, is one way to, an indirect way to, to work on your mindset with money. Re- revisit, the, revisit the courses that you've probably taken or the books you've purchased that discuss money mindset. Check those out and just sharpen your, your senses. Build that relationship with your money by going through these programs. Supplement some of what I've told ta- talked you through with that. That'll be very helpful right now as the headlines will say, I'm just rereading this. Let's face it, the economy doesn't look good. I mean, that's the, what, is, what are you going to do with that, okay? <laughs> so like, now, with, with an improved mindset, stuff like that won't phase you too much. I will also say this. If you are fear, feeling stress and anxiety, you are a normal human being. Um, don't beat yourself up too much for just, look, it's, it's been a weird two to three years. And just, have, just be patient with yourself. It's all good. You know, when you're having these emotions... It's just healthy to acknowledge them so that you can work with the emotions instead of denying it. And when you work with your emotions, that does show up positively in your finances. So it's a financial win. Another thing I'll suggest, even though the businesses don't really like it when we do this, but I think it's very important to build your savings. It's, it's, it is because as we start to feel the stress and anxiety, we want to give ourselves a chance to manage it and, and that option to perhaps take a day off or two. And so when you have money set aside and you're not worried about, oh my gosh, if I don't work, I'm not bringing home anything. Like when you can, you can have that savings, like that's, that's a way to manage and regulate your system. So savings actually help with stress management because also a lot of you could know what it's like to have money. There is such thing as a broke seven-figure earner. Yeah, you make the seven figures, but you have nothing for it to show for it. Um, that's not why you're in business, right? You, you started working for yourself to actually have money. So another reason to work with a professional. Speaking of professional, I'd love to showcase my skills and say, hey, I'm available to help. Uh, a lot of what I mentioned in terms of working with a professional and, and just even my brief discussion about what is a recession, 
it's what I do with my clients. So I work as a hybrid accountant and financial coach, and the foundation is the bookkeeping. So I serve you entrepreneurs by doing your bookkeeping. It's one less thing you have to do because we want to use the numbers. So work with someone that understands the accounting rules. Those of you who are tracking your numbers in your spreadsheet, I'm not trying to call you out. I think I applaud you for doing something, but you are not capturing everything. I've worked, I've done this for a long time. I mentioned I had 19 years. So you don't capture everything. And then because you're not aware of the rules, you're not recording things properly. And so sometimes you might not know how to use the software either. And so you work with someone that's going to make sure that you're capturing everything because you need that information. We want to work smarter, not harder. So from that information, you and I would partner together to come up with a plan to control your cash. You're going to use your cash with intention so that you can effectively and steadily reduce debt, right? But I kept talking about debt, like reducing credit card and all that debt. You need to pay yourself. Yes, y'all need to pay yourself properly. You all also need to have a profit. Maybe plan for taxes. So plan to have money. That's what this cash flow plan is. And that's what we'll do together in our work. Within the first 30 to 60 days is what I'll effectively call your bank account detox. We will be going through each item line by line to see, to identify what each transaction is, why you made that decision. And it helps me, we're doing this together, but it'll help me better understand you so we can come up with an appropriate plan. And therefore, as I do your bookkeeping and you're moving cash and paying bills according to your plan, following your strategy, I look at your bookkeeping and guess what I start to see and hopefully you start to see? You'll see an increase in your bank balance. Even as you're repaying debt, you'll see a shift. And you can start to see that shift within 30 to 60 days. I do believe you can see results in that time. But it takes time to change. So we're also going to be kind to ourselves. And you and I will actually go through mindset work too, money mindset. And, and I want to take this a step further because I love the mindset programs out there. But what drives me bonkers is none really show you how to apply your mindset to handling your money. So we're, we're given tools like reciting things in a mirror, affirmations or doing breath work somewhere else, but none of that is around your finances. And that's why for some of you, you still have that disconnect because you're doing the practice away from your money. We need to do this with our money and also identify the right areas where you need to improve your mindset. Because sometimes what you think is a limiting belief. It really doesn't belong to you. It's what is expected, what you're expected to have. So we'll, we'll talk that one through as well. So we will have mindset discussions. In our work together, we'll connect twice a month for accountability. We want to make sure that you're building your bank accounts. So we're going to connect twice a month. And the last thing I'll say is it is a six-month retainer to work with me because things take time. And a lot of you entrepreneurs have no support. You business owners have zero support. And so you're trying to figure it out on your own. 
So in that six month span, you're learning to be supported. And that's what a lot of you really need. You need to learn to be supported and be the CEO that you're meant to be. And since we might be heading to a recession, everything we're doing right now is recession proofing your business. So you'll be taking care of getting ready. You'll get ready for the opportunities that are awaiting you during this wonderful time to slow down and reassess our priorities. So this is a beautiful time. I will say this, you want to work with me, I will have a link for you to book a call and we will chat and see if it's right for us to work with each other. It's no pressure. Um, and hopefully you can walk away with some specific things. If you come to me with a problem, uh, maybe I might be able to give some advice for you to try. So feel free to connect with me. You know, it's always free to chat and, and we go from there. Plus it'll be a pr pleasure to connect with some of you. In the meantime, I hope some of the things I did mention as a suggestion, suggested approach for recession-proofing your business, as in getting ready, right? Getting ready to hibernate so that you can get build a surplus, get ready to step into that surplus you're meant to, to step into. I hope you all give that a try. I do always have to, oh, the disclaimers, I will say this though. A lot of what I said here is for discussion. You just, you try it, right? Just bear in mind, I'm not your financial coach. I'm not your accountant. So I'm not giving direct advice to you. It's for discussion purposes. But hey, you know, maybe something resonated. And I hope the thing that resonated was that this recession, this slowdown, if it's coming, we're already experiencing some of it. It's, it's actually opportunity. It's not a terrible thing. So just bear that in mind as you hear the word recession. Y'all, I thank you so much for your time. Um, I will link my information in the show notes. And uh, yeah, more to come. I think I said everything, but please understand this. One thing I will say, I didn't say this one. I, I do believe we all have a right to prosper. And I mean, prosper financially. Money is our friend. It's not our enemy. And we've got life to live. We, we've got kids to spend time with, a significant other to hug, coffee to drink on a warm day in the patio, um, trips. We got we have things to travel. Maybe you want to move to a new home or buy a new car. So with that said, that's why I believe we all have a right to prosper. And I hope something today helped you go in that direction or lit something. So with that said, Let's talk next time. Cheers to your prosperity. Take care.